Hey, everybody. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Mailbox Monday. It's Monday, December 7th. And today I'm going to take your questions. We've got all kinds of things to talk about. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I hope you guys are doing good. I hope you had a great weekend with your families. And uh, we are definitely kicking off the homeschooling sort of slash holiday season at the St. John House, kind of changing it up a little bit. This is a great time of year to change things up. It's also a great time to really renew a commitment to the study of the Bible, starting with uh, Advent and really teaching your children the Christmas story and the truth about Christmas and why we celebrate the birth of Christ. Uh, This month at the Scripture Writing Challenge, we are taking some of our verses from our study in the book of Revelation, and we are doing that as well as uh, weaving in scriptures from the Christmas story. And so you can join me at MomStrong International. Today is the first day of the Bible study for the month of December. We start on the first Monday of every month. And so uh, this month, we want you guys to join us. So now's a great chance for you to jump into the Word of God to understand more about Bible prophecy and what's uh, what is what we can expect in the days to come. So I hope you guys will join me at momstronginternational.com. Also want to tell you guys that we've got some really cool things coming up on my schedule. And so you can find it at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. And if you're interested in having me come and speak for your event, I would love to do that. You can fill out the form. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. And I'm looking forward to what God is going to do in the months to come. There's no question that we are in an incredible, incredible season in our nation right now. I've never seen anything like this. I know that you haven't either. And it's a renewed call to prayer. And it's a call for us to be teaching our children what it looks like to walk rightly with the Lord. I know a lot of you are tired right now. I was thinking about uh, one of my favorite verses from Psalm 119. Psalm 119, 81 says, I'm worn out waiting for your rescue, but I have put my hope in your word. I love the heart of the psalmist David who so clearly was, I mean, that guy had a lot of things to be worried about, right? A lot of things he was struggling with and a lot of uh, just, um, you know, he I mean, guy people like were straight up killing him, <laughs> like people that wanted to kill him. And I thought to be, you know, parents right now, what we're doing is we're modeling, hopefully, moral courage for our children. Uh, And my grandparents were heroes for me. But I know that our children need probably more than ever for us to be modeling what it looks like to, uh, to be on the side of righteousness and on the side of what is right to stand in the gap for our children. And if you're worn out right now, uh, it's okay to just say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm worn out. I'm worn out waiting for your rescue. This is what David said. He said, but I've put my hope in your word. And that really is the promise of God's word. It's the promise of the gospel. It's why we don't have to be afraid. It's why we don't have to fear what's coming. The Bible says that a woman who is uh, rightly engaged in the study of God's word can laugh at the future because she knows she's just passing through. And you guys, we're just passing through. We really are. And so if you're worn out, 
put your hope in the word of God today. I want to just encourage you to move in that direction as we move our way through the the month of December and keep our eyes focused. So many of the things that we normally do in December as a family are canceled this year. Not even kidding you. Uh, the Peacock Lane, which is basically a street in downtown Portland that I've been going to since I was probably a baby, um, you know, old houses and they they just decorate them beautifully and people love to walk down there. You guys, they closed Peacock Lane because the Rona might get you. I just, I, I, I keep looking at my kids like, I'm sorry. Like this got canceled and that got canceled. And I thought, you know what? We're going to make some new traditions. So think about some new traditions. Maybe you guys start baking bread with your kids. Maybe you have a, a movie night. Maybe, you know, you, um, you do game nights with your kids, just something is different. And and maybe joining me and just asking the Lord to help you be present for your kids this year. I mean, that's definitely something that I have struggled with because my life is so busy. I know I'm not alone. And I know that God is at work and he wants to be at work in you. If you guys are interested in what we are doing, here in Vancouver, Washington at the Homeschool Resource Center. I'm going to invite you to come by and take a look. We are open Monday through Thursday from about 12 p.m. to 5. Uh, The best time to come and check out the center is somewhere between the hours of 1 and 4. We have a bookstore here that is full, chock full of new and used uh, homeschool curriculum, all kinds of books. We have Bibles. We've got reading material, wonderful place to buy Christmas presents and uh, and get a cup of coffee. We have some of the best coffee in the entire area, if I do say so myself. So uh, check it out. You can come and visit the Raft Coffee House. Like I said, we are open Monday through Thursday from 12 to 5. Uh, so we would love to see you guys. Today's Mailbox Monday, and I love to answer your questions on Monday. Mondays. And so that's what I'm going to do today. If you guys have a question that you would like to uh, have answered here at the podcast, the way to do that is to go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. And I am happy to answer those questions. I, I've been answering them a little bit more as the uh, as your guys' questions are coming in sort of fast and furious. And so I'm, I'm trying to do at least one every day, but today's the day that I really just devote to answering your questions. And so I love to hear from you. Thank you guys so much for writing. You can also leave a voicemail for me. You can go to anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message and you can leave a voicemail. You're gonna have to talk, you know, short and sweet and to the point because the messages cannot be longer than 60 seconds. All right. First question today comes from Patty. She says, thank you, Heidi. We have homeschooled for six years and love it. My question is about my seventh grade daughter. She is frustrated with our choice of curriculum and the co-op we attend weekly. She's the only girl in her grade there. When, when do you decide for your kids and when do you give them more say in the material you choose and what has helped you? Prayer, of course, and peace from the spirit and practical tips from Mrs. St. John. Cherish your podcast from up here in Bellingham, Washington. Thank you, Patty. That just totally made my day. A couple of things. So when your kids get into seventh grade, you know, my one of my husband's and my rules, I guess, of parenting is that we are always trying to remind ourselves that we are not raising children. We are raising adults. We want our children to be adults. I think that you can give her a fair amount of leeway in what you are doing with curriculum, but she's still just in seventh grade. And so, uh, you know, I think if you're not, you're going to be frustrated teaching it to her if you hate it, but definitely sit down with her and say, what would you like to do? Like, what's interesting to you? I believe our kids come to us pre-folded. 
right? The God has given them a particular bend and I want to fold my kids where they're bent. I want to look for that bent in them. Maybe that bent is music. Maybe it's science. Uh, maybe, you know, some of you have your kids already know what they want to do. That's very, very rare. And so what I do is I just look for what is it that makes the the heart of my child just sing. So right now I'm at the Homeschool Resource Center and I can see out the studio window and I'm watching the ceramics studio. And two of my, um, my daughters are taking classes right now and they are, you know, they're working at a ceramics project and it just, I can tell that it just makes their heart sing to do it. And I think you're looking for those kinds of things. So don't be afraid to ask the question. One of the mistakes that Jay and I made early on with our oldest daughter, and this was a long, long time ago, but I think it's a pretty common mistake. We could see that she was getting restless. And so we basically gave her, you know, we said, you can make the decision. You can decide to go to school. Or you can decide to stay home. And I wish we hadn't done that. And the reason why is because we really did put too much responsibility on her. She wasn't ready for it. And so I'm always telling parents, you are not your child's friend. You are their mother or their father. And I think that there's a certain amount of, um, we want our kids to respect the choices that we make for them, but you also want their input. So you don't want to burden them, but you want to hear what they have to say. And so that's what we do now. We will say, how's that working? Do you, you know, do you like this? Do you like that? Because she's going to get to a point really relatively quickly especially as she enters into high school, where her learning will definitely be more self-directed. And so this is a good time for you to start making that uh, very slow transition. I still think keep reading out loud to your kids, you know, and as much as you can. We've been trying to get our kids up again at seven in the morning so that we're all down sitting by the fireplace at 730, you know, reading our Bible and praying together with the kids. And the busier you are, of course, the harder that is to do. And so you want to keep her heart. That's the main thing. We want to keep the hearts of our kids. We don't want them to be frustrated. You might want to think about, you know, as she's in the co-op, if there's nobody else her age, that is frustrating. You might consider having her teach a class for younger kids. So that so lots of different ideas in there. Again, sit down, have the conversation with your daughter, let her know how much you love her and say, you know, you seem a little bit unhappy. Let's see if there's some ways that we can help. And if there isn't, sometimes you just have to do an attitude adjustment, right? So um, main thing, I think, keep the heart of your child, let her know that you love her, have that conversation and then let me know how it goes. All right, next question comes from Kelly. Hey, Kelly, how's it going? Kelly, whenever I hear your name, I'll just be, you know, I used to, I hate it now, but I used to love Sesame Street. And you guys remember a long time ago, James Taylor was on there and, oh, can you come back, Kelly? Can you come back, Kelly? Can you come Every time I hear Kelly, I hear James Taylor in the back of my head. All right. Uh, Kelly says, how do we talk to our older children and teens about an uncertain future? How do we balance encouraging them in professions and interests while still talking about the very real possibility that their future may be very tough? So this is a question that I, I think needs to be answered right now. And we're getting it quite a bit here at the show. And I think part of the reason that we're asking the question, I've had people write and say that they don't even want to have children anymore, which that's another question I'll get to it. But I will say this, our hope is not in this world. We are here to do, we are here to live life to the full. Jesus came so that you might have life and have it to the full, have it in abundance. And so just because I think the future might be uh, tough, I think there's a good possibility that it is going to be very difficult in many respects. I'm not going to, I'm going to do my very level best to not let it steal my joy or the joy of my children. I want them to run full speed into whatever it is that God has for them. 
So pursuing their interests, their their profession that they're interested in, right? That's again, going back to the question I just answered, that's uh, folding them, find out where their bent is and fold them along that bend. And just try to engage with your kids about what's happening. We are not called to live in fear. And I think in the Rona, that's absolutely what's happening. And so I think, you know, we encourage our kids. I think we can be, at least this is certainly the case with me. I can definitely get into Oh, what's the right word? Like a habit where I'm just a Debbie Downer. <laughs> yes, no, I'm talking about. Or my kids, we were watching a movie the other night and I can't remember what I said. I said, oh, it's a slow march to socialism, you know, and three of my kids were like, why do you have to ruin every movie talking about you know, socialism or how it relates to what's going on in the culture, whatever? And I was like, you know, why? Why? I was like, I'm really, you're right. I did do that. I'm really sorry. Uh, please forgive me. And I'll try to disengage in the movie and shut my mouth. <laughs> So sometimes I think, you know, your kids don't need to be burdened by a bunch of this stuff. So, you know, talk to your older kids about how the future is uncertain, but also about the joy that is coming. And what does God have for them? Maybe they're going to get married. Maybe they're going to have children. Maybe they're going to pursue a career. What is it that God has for them? And then run toward it. Because until the Lord comes back, we don't want to get so busy being afraid of living that we just start dying, right? And so I think it's that balance, Kelly. And I know that you can find it as you talk to your kids and just ask the Lord to help you do that. I loved your question. All right, next one comes from Lucy. Hey, Lucy. She says, hi, Heidi, my name is Lucy. I'm 17 years old and have been homeschooled since first grade. That's awesome. Lucy, thanks for writing in. My mom and I listen to your podcast and are thoroughly encouraged. We have left churches because of mask mandates and COVID rules, and you are a breath of fresh air to listen to. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you so very much for your willingness to speak truth. My question is that even though I'm still a teenager and have grown up around other teenagers from conservative Christian homeschool families, every time I speak to them or post on my social media about being pro-life, anti-mask, against toxic masculinity, I am constantly met with aggression. I have been told I am judgmental, not loving, not being Christ-like, not being gentle, and heading toward a cold heart. I am shocked that my homeschool Christian conservative peers are the ones who are embracing Black Lives Matter, feminism, homosexuality, pro-choice, and other liberal agendas. I am getting harassed and criticized for sharing truth based on a biblical worldview, and I'm tired of hearing people tell me, just let people live their lives. How would you respond? Well, first of all, Lucy... Can I just say, I'm just really so proud of you for knowing what God says. So what does God say about masculinity? It sounds like, you know, I, I am again with you. I just, I hate this idea that men, masculinity is toxic. We need our men to be masculine. And so I love that men are protectors or they're supposed to be by nature. And it sounds to me like, you know, what God's word says and what we're finding in the culture more and more and more is what you are being uh, met with is called cultural relativism. So they believe that truth is relative, that we should just kind of, you know, let people live their lives. Well, would you let somebody live their life if you knew that what they were doing was going to hurt them? No, you wouldn't. We we embrace what God says is true because we know that that is where life is found. And so when we don't tell the truth, when we stop uh, behaving in a way that God would have us to uh, behave with regard to every aspect of our lives, right? Because we, uh, feminism, oh my goodness, what you were just talking about, homosexuality, Black Lives Matter, these are all worldly agendas and we are called to be in the world, but not of the world. And so when people, I think there's a point, Lucy, where you just shake the dust off your feet and keep moving. So if you realize, you guys, I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I have banned so many people on social media in the last 
probably seven months because I just, when I realized, oh, wow, I, we just, we're just going to hit a wall. I don't want to fight with somebody on social media. So I'll just be like, bye-bye. You know, I think it's okay for you to do that. I wouldn't fight with people who are not listening to you. One of the things I'm learning in this is the people I am trying to reach with the truth are not the people who have already made their minds up that Black Lives Matter can riot in the streets. Those are not my people. The people I'm trying to reach are the people who often don't comment, who are sitting on the fence. Maybe they're not really sure. They know something's wrong in their spirit, but they don't exactly know how to how to handle it or how to address it. I would focus on those people. Uh, getting into arguments, especially online, is useless in so many regards, and it will leave you feeling frustrated and even angry. And so uh, I would love to say that I've done that perfectly. I have not. But that would be my encouragement to you. Keep telling the truth as lovingly as you possibly can. And when you realize that you're talking to a so-called Christian who would embrace homosexuality and abortion, that person doesn't actually know the word of God. And oftentimes I just say, man, if we don't know God's word, if we don't know his heart, do we really know him at all? That's a good question. It's a really good question. So uh, so that's that's my kind of encouragement for you. And I hope that it helps. All right, I've got time for Michelle. Michelle, she says, hi, Heidi, what are some good tips you can give me when I will probably need to be around family for the holidays? What are some good topics and responses that I can have tucked away to talk about? I'm tired of myself and my children getting snapped at because I want to be involved in my in-laws' lives, but I'm told I'm too much or my children are snapped at because they are small and make messes. Oh, Uh, this includes both in-laws and family. I don't want to celebrate with extended family this year. I'm sad that this is how I feel, but I've been reached a breaking point and I don't even want to be around people who are hurtful to me and my children. All right. So Michelle, can I just say everybody's at a breaking point right now? Everybody. We're tired. I think the Rona has worn everybody out. Uh, there's a couple of things I think. One of the the things that we try to teach our children when we visited family was the importance of being a good guest. So I know that's not exactly what you're asking, but I hear that you're telling people to get snapped up because your kids are small and make messes. So when you realize that, that your kids are making messes, um, teach your children how to clean up after themselves. Acknowledge the mess. You know, if you go over to your mom's house and and she seems frustrated because your kids have made a mess, teach your kids how to clean up after themselves. You know, we traveled the country with seven kids and we it was always our policy to leave the house nicer than we found it. So if my kids are up in the TV room and I go up there and they've, you know, taken out every puzzle in the room and they've made a mess and they've, you know, spilled their food on the floor, then me and my children are going to clean that up. And so I think that's really important. I think it's just part of being a good guest and part of being um, sensitive. And I wanted, we wanted people to want to have us over. And I know that that's what you want to. When you got people, you know, because like I said, we had seven children. There are some people just couldn't handle it. And I, I totally get it. When it comes to good topics that you can have tucked away to talk about, here's something I've learned about people. Are you ready, Michelle? People love to talk about themselves. <laughs> they straight up do. So. So I, you know, if when I'm struggling for conversation, I might say, so how's your job going? What are you guys doing? What have you noticed is different, you know, this year from last year? What do you want to do next year? You guys have any plans? Be thinking of good questions that you can ask people to start talking about themselves. And usually people are comfortable doing that. And so that would probably be the direction that I would steer you, I think. Um, Teaching your children to be very good, very good guests, I think is a really, really great place to start talking to people about themselves. I think being kind of others focused, I totally get how you don't want to be around people who are hurtful to you or to your kids. Ask the Lord to show you 
what is it that I should be heard about and what is it that's something that I can actually do to help? So those two things might be a good place for you to start. And then, you know, if somebody's being, you know, unnecessarily unkind, that's something to pray about also. Um, and uh, just say, Lord, help me figure out how I'm supposed to respond to this because these relationships that are being so tested right now in the middle of COVID and everything else, it's rough, isn't it? But we also have a responsibility to uh, to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to live at peace. We don't have to agree with each other uh, to live peacefully, okay? We don't have to have unity. I think I heard my friend Dale Partridge say this the other day. It was so good. I We don't have to have unity to be able to live at peace with each other. And so part of that is teaching your children to be good guests and you to also be a good guest. You know, we learned this long time ago. This goes with another parenting question that's kind of down in the queue, which I'll probably get to next week. But uh, we learned the the principle of restitution and we taught that to our children. So if they go to somebody's house and they break something, we replace it. And, uh, and that lets the people know who, you know, that you care about them. It's just a way to say, we care about you. If you got people who are just curmudgeons, I don't know what to actually do about that. You know, you've got the, the Pollyannas, you know, you know, what are you doing touching things? You know, <laughs> you guys remember her, uh, number, what was Miss, uh, Mr. Pendergast? Like he was terrible from Pollyanna. Remember that he, and, uh, who was the lady you guys tell me what's her name? I can't remember. But anyway, do you remember how Pollyanna wins their hearts eventually? But um, it took time, and sometimes it takes time. So hang in there, Michelle. Talk to the Lord. Uh, he's going to want to. He's going to give you answers. All right, you guys. One more thing before I go today. You know that we love Christmas cards here at the Homeschool Resource Center, and we would love it if you would write to us this year. Send us a picture of your family. You can send a donation into uh, the Heidi St. John podcast or uh, and to Mom Strong International. So you can send those to us. You can send them to the Heidi St. John podcast, Care of Firmly Planted Family, 11100, Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. We would love to hear from you guys. I hope you're having a great day and I hope you've enjoyed Mailbox Monday. Again, if you guys want to reach out to me at Mailbox Monday, you can do that by leaving a message for me anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. And in fact, I'm going to play one of those tomorrow. So when we come back, I'll be playing one of your voicemails tomorrow, maybe two if we've got time. And uh, let's just keep encouraging each other. You guys, good things are coming. God can be trusted. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.